Good morning, everyone. So morning. good to see all of you here and all Bryce's guests too, to listen to Bryce this morning. Let's stand together and begin our worship service singing a beautiful chorus, Awesome God. Good morning. Good morning. I'd like to welcome each of you here this morning. And uh, like Pat mentioned, Bryce is going to uh, speak to us this morning and like to welcome all his posse. Glad they, uh, <laughs> glad they made it and uh, thankful to have his folks here. Met his mom a few weeks ago and glad to have your mom and daddy here and welcome y'all and uh, each of you if there's any other guests good to see Brian here and uh, any others would just like to welcome you to today and uh, thankful for the cooler weather and uh, blessings that the Lord gives us each day I'm going to mention a few uh, highlight a few things in the in the bulletin and in uh, share a little bit with you and then we'll sing some more um, on giving y'all know the routine on that at this point uh, I would like to to highlight and I'll, I'll say a little bit more about it too later on but uh, our faith promise giving um, we are going to have a another faith promise missions convention in February but uh between now and then, I'd like to encourage each of you to keep keep giving and looking for ways that the Lord provides money for you, uh, either unexpectedly or, or different ways. Uh, real quick, I'll share just something neat that happened. I was trying to think yesterday evening of something I could share related to Faith Promise. And uh, those of you familiar with it, when they when you hand out the card you got three or four categories of how the money can come you can you can uh intentionally you know set it aside it's different from like a pledge it's, or you can look for ways that the lord just kind of unexpectedly dumps a blessing on you so i was thinking about what i could share and i couldn't really think of anything and uh day or two ago charlotte and i were kind of shutting our swimming pool down for the season and uh still needed to run the pump for a while well i flipped the switch the pump's been good you know all year so now we're getting ready to shut it down and the pump freezes up so we figured well there you know whatever a one and a half horsepower swimming pool pump costs we were going to have to buy it and 
So then yesterday evening we were doing something else. I was in the shop and got back in the back of the shop. There was a pump on the shelf and I'd forgotten that we had done a job a year or so ago and the lady had given us a swimming pool pump because she was, we were tearing the pool out or she had already torn it out. So whatever that pump cost, several hundred dollars, that, that's faith promise money. And uh, so I thank the Lord for that. And uh, it's just fun to see how he blesses us and provides for us. So just be aware of things like that. And uh, it can encourage you and encourage others as well. Uh, let's see, Wednesday after the service, 7.30, there'll be a brief council meeting to approve the ballot. And then Wednesday, October 25th, will be our annual business meeting. And if you're one of the lucky ones that gets to make a report out, they're due by October 20, which is a Friday, week from this past Friday. And October 30th, we'll be serving lunch at Grace Place, and we need some more cream pies. So if you got some at home in your pantry, bring them to the church. And I believe I'm going to share one little inspirational deal, and then we'll, we'll sing some more. Today is our opportunity to be different, to stand out as one who knows the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior. Philippians 2, verses 14 and 15 says, Do all things without complaining and disputing that you may become blameless and harmless children of God without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation among whom you shine as lights in the world. People are watching you. Always do your best and keep God first. Let your words be few. Let them be kind and show love. Encourage one another because we are representing the Lord. Won't you stand with us, please, if you're able this morning as we sing, Behold Our God.
this praise this morning. sing but it's beautiful great is thy faithfulness
Won't you be seated? And children, you may go to your classes now. I'm going to share some requests with you, and then uh, before I pray, we're going to be blessed with a song by Bryce and, and some others. So uh, you notice the requests that are in the bulletin. Uh, under the conflict in Israel, I'd like to just sort of maybe generalize that and just request prayer for our whole world and... Uh, our country, there's a lot of stuff going on right now, uh, good and bad, and uh, just pray that we'll be with those who are in the fight, in the big, uh, I guess we're all in the fight, but those who are maybe closer to the fire and, and dealing with it more, pray for their protection and, and wisdom in dealing with all that's going on. And pray for those who, who are traveling uh, and then I'm personally thankful for Betty that she's uh, doing better and able to be with us. She's been through a tough few weeks, so we love you and glad you're here. Also, though, the election was yesterday, and uh, just think we need to pray for those who... Uh, whether our team won or not, and maybe our team won some and we lost some, but uh, pray for those who were elected that they'll do do a job that honors God. And uh, if they would, if there's those that would want to do harm, that something will happen, that they'll have a heart change or something will happen with them. So. Let's have a special from Bryce, and then I'll come back up and say a prayer. If you know the song, I ask you to sing along. You can stand if you would like. All my words fall short. I got nothing new. How could I express? i 
Thank you all. That was a blessing. 
before I pray, I'd like to go along a little bit with, with faith promise and, and giving. I received a little correspondence from Grace Place Ministries the other day from the executive director, and I just wanted to share a little bit of that with you and, and uh, as an encouragement to each of us. One thing I noticed this morning that was kind of neat, um, on their letterhead it says Grace Place Ministries Incorporated. And then underneath it, I guess sort of their uh, uh, either mission statement or whatever you call it, it's, it says ordinary people serving an extraordinary God. And uh, that's us. So, uh, as I share this, we can we can pray for Grace Place and and, ble and that the Lord would continue to bless their ministry. And thankful that we're able to be a part of it. Uh, she shares times may seem uncertain, but we know the Lord is on our side. I pray this following passage from the Lord will strengthen and encourage you. Isaiah 41 says, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. Yes, I will uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness. No matter the circumstances that you're personally facing, God's promise is that he will be with you, and God is faithful to keep his word. She says, I'm grateful for each of you who pray for us and faithfully support us here at Grace Place, every gift is an important answer to prayer. And this was kind of neat. She says, no gift is too small. That gift may be just enough to complete the paying of bills to continue to minister to the poor and needy. I appreciate you and so appreciate your giving to the Lord. So thank you all for your part in that. And uh, after I pray, Bryce will come up and share with us. Let's pray for him that the Lord will bless words that come out of his mouth. And uh, Lord, we thank you this morning for being here with us, this time of worship and, and uh, fellowship, encouragement, and being with others who we, who we love and those others that, that love you. And uh, I thank you for the encouragement that we've received already and, and the love from you that we've felt. And uh, I pray you'll be with requests that were mentioned and those that weren't mentioned that you'll be with them as well. Pray a special blessing on each person in this room that if they have hurts or that they have heartaches or joys that you'll just be with each of them in a special way. Bless Bryce this morning. Thank you for the blessing he is to our church and, and uh, young people here as well as the, the older folks too. And we just thank you for him and his life. And uh, just thank you, Lord, for, for being with us. Amen.
Good morning. Sorry. <clears throat> so, um, I'm so happy y'all are here this morning. Uh, if you don't know me, I'm Bryce. I'm the youth minister here. Um, but we're going to just dive right in this morning. Um, we are going to be in James 2, 14 through 19. Uh, that's going to be the basis passage that we're going to be uh, talking about this morning. Um, but give me one second. So, um, if you weren't here with us Wednesday night, uh, we did a fun little activity with all the kids and the adults. We did pumpkin painting, um, which was really kind of, I know it was kind of cheesy, and I was like, I don't know about doing this with adults, but I heard good feedback, so I'm glad that's, that's a thing. Um, but one thing that we did uh, talk about uh, when we were doing pumpkin painting is how... Um, Inside a pumpkin, you have all this kind of gooey stuff, the sticky stuff. I don't even know what it's actually called. But um, initially, when you carve a pumpkin, you carve a face in there, and then you get all that gooey stuff out. And then what do we usually do? You put a light in it, right? Um, and initially, that can represent our faith a lot. And that's what I'm going to be uh, preaching on today is faith and deeds. Okay? And so I'm going to read uh, verses 14 through 16 really quick. What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save them? Suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? I'm going to stop right there. So, faith is an essential part of our walk with Christ. Okay, And so every aspect of our lives involves us trusting in the Lord and having faith in His plan for our lives. Um, when you sit down in a chair, you have faith that it's not going to fall, right? Now sometimes it does fall. That's happened to me before. But a lot of the times you have faith that when you sat in this pew, the pew is going to hold you up, right? Okay, So that can be represented in our lives because a lot of times things are not going to go our way. Things are, you're going to go through storms in your life and you're going to be doing, you're going to have things happen to you. And a lot of times people ask the question, why does good things happen to good, or why, not, well, good things happen to good people, but why do bad things happen to good people? And we live in a culture today, and I'm going to kind of dog our younger generation because a lot of the younger generation, like I think 70 or 80 percent that went to church when they were a kid, they don't go to church anymore. They've kind of been driven from the church. And so um, we're called to love thy neighbors as ourselves. These people who are driven from the church, we're to go out and get them. The Great Commission, Matthew 28, tells us that we're to go out and spread the gospel with everyone around us. Okay? And so verses uh, 15 and 16 paints a perfect picture of how we're supposed to live. We have to help each other and we have to build each other up. Now, as Christians, we are to hold each other accountable, but in a loving way. Um, and that means, like, like, if you see someone doing wrong, like, and they claim to like, have faith in Jesus and be a follower of Christ, you can call them out. But that doesn't mean be like, hey, like, don't, judge, don't do it in a judgmental way. Because we are supposed to hold each other accountable. And community is so important, especially in our walk, because 
Isolate, I like to say this, isolation is the devil's playground. When you're by yourself, that's when he can get in your head, and that's when a lot of things can happen where you uh, are tempted the most. Um, and so I want to read Genesis 1.27 really quick. Um, and that's... Uh, give me one second. I have it right here. Bear with me. So Genesis 1.27 says, So God created mankind in His own image. In the image of God, He created them. Male and female, He created them. So, right there in Genesis 1.27, talks about how we are all created in God's image. We are all created beautifully and uniquely. Everybody has a gift that God gifted them with. My gift is different than yours. Your gift is different than mine. And everybody has, some people have the same gifts. Um, but not everybody does. And God's going to use that gift that He gifted you with in every situation when you're spreading the gospel and like having biblical conversations with people. Okay? And so I'm going to go to verses 17 and 18 now. In the same way, faith by itself, if it's not accompanied by action, is dead. But someone will say, You have faith, I have deeds. Okay? Verse 17 speaks so much truth into how we are to live as followers of Christ. Okay? Your faith is shown to others through your actions. Do you know the saying, uh, your actions speak louder than words? What you do, deserve, like, you, I can say something to you. I can be like, hey, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, I promise I'm going to be at this event or something. But then if I don't show up, like, that's not my actions backing up what I said, right? If you say you're a follower of Christ, your actions should show that. The things you say to people should show that. And stuff like that. And so, this is why many Christians are ridiculed so much in society because we find ourselves not doing what God called us to do. A lot of times, that is, the church is being hit hard. Especially, like, I've, I've even been told, like, hey, you're a Christian, but you're doing this. Like, yeah, I'm a sinner. I'm a broken person. We all are. So when sin entered the world through Adam and Eve, that's what happened. It distorted our image that we had. But... Thank the Lord God that He sent Jesus Christ to die on the cross to cover that sin and to renew my image and renew our image. And so, um, I like personal experience here. Like I, growing up, I went to church. Uh, it was awesome. Uh, I grew up my 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 grandmother Benna. She passed away years ago, but. Uh, she always used to drive me to church. We used to look and listen to Boogie Shoes by Casey and the Sunshine Band. I don't know if y'all know that song, but it's a great song. Um, but I grew up going to church, and I learned a lot about the Bible. But I, and I gave my life to the Lord when I was young. But like a lot of that was because everybody else was doing it. And I really didn't understand what giving my life to the Lord fully meant until I went to Passion 2020 with a couple people sitting right there who invited me. Um, because when I was in college, I was the last thing on my mind was church. Like when I got to college freshman year, that was the last thing that I cared about. Um, and thank the Lord Jesus that, uh, I'm going to call you out, Gannon sitting over there, he bought me a passion ticket to go to Passion 2020. And uh, I rededicated my life to the Lord. And I've been on fire for the Lord. Of course, I've went through storms 
even after I rededicated my life and started like not doing the things I used to do. But at the same time, the Lord is faithful and He always told us, He tells us in Scripture, He doesn't say it's going to be easy. He said He's going to be with us in the deep waters that we go through at the time. And so, I'm a sinner, you're a sinner, we're all sinners. Um, but just because we sin doesn't give us an excuse to live a life that doesn't honor God and His commands that He gave us. Okay? And like, that is one thing, is like, I know it can be uncomfortable to share the gospel. It can. Because a lot of, a lot of people are scared of rejection, like how they're going to react when you share the gospel with them. And that's okay. But at the same time, that's what we're called to do. Even, I mean, Jesus was rejected by everyone. And he went, he threw, he went through like tons way worse than we ever would have. Yet, he stayed true. And when he was praying in the garden before he was, y'all know what happened? When he was praying in the garden before he went to the cross, he, he, he begged God. He was like, I, Lord, I don't want, if there's any other way, please let, but he also ended with this, but let your will be done. Instead of saying like, oh, begging like, no, I don't want to go through this. He said, let your will be done and I'll stay faithful through that whole situation. And so, um, this is continuing on verse 18. Show me your faith without deeds. I will show you my faith by my deeds. You believe that there is one God. Good. Even the demons believe that and shudder. See, a lot, a lot of times people look over that part is demons believe in God too and they shudder. I'm going to be honest. They probably know more about Scripture than we do. But... At the same time, the Lord, the Lord is good in every situation. And no matter what, we're to follow what... Like, this is it. This is our instructions on what we do. You just have to read it. And, like, you have to go by what the words say. Because the Word, it's a living God inside of us. The living Word inside of us. The words of God are supposed to come out of us, like, flowing. Like, just... And, like... When you walk into a dark room, you have a candle, okay? Okay? There's a candle. And say, but do you know how much that lights up the room, even though that small little flame in the darkness can light up that whole room? More than you think. You can, just like you see a big bonfire in the distance, you see it from a very long way away, right? Even though it's pitch black outside. It's because that little light can change the entire world. But we have to do it. Okay, and so the second part of verse 18 is one of the most important parts of verse 18 because James is strictly saying that his faith is shown by his deeds. His actions spoke for him and how he lived showed others that he was a follower of Christ. There's a difference between being a fan of Christ and a follower of Christ. A fan of Christ, you know who Jesus is. You go to church on Sundays and Wednesdays and you're a good person. But a follower of Christ is a lot different because you literally take up your cross daily and choose not to do the things that you know are wrong. And so um, I want to jump back a little bit into another scripture, and we're going to be in Luke 5, 17 through 26, just for a minute. And what this story is, um, it's the story of this paralyzed man being carried by his four friends 
to uh, Jesus when he was preaching in a house. Okay? And so I'm going to read a little bit of it. 17 through 19. One day Jesus was teaching, and Pharisees and teachers of the law were sitting there. They had come from every village of Galilee and from Judea and Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was with Jesus to heal the sick. Some men carrying a paralyzed man on a mat tried to take him into the house to lay him there before Jesus. When they could not find a way to do this because of the crowd, they went up to the roof and lowered him on his mat through the tiles into the middle of the crowd right in front of Jesus. I just want to stop right there for a minute, okay? Just stop and take that in for a second. Imagine, just picture this. Imagine you're paralyzed and you have friends who have such strong faith in Jesus and what he can do that they go through so much effort to climb onto the roof, make a hole in the roof just to lower you down in front of Jesus so he can heal you. That's the type of community you need to be around. Proverbs 17, 17, a brother loves at all times, but, or no, a friend loves at all times, but a brother is there for a time of adversity. Which means your friends love you all times, but a brother is going to be there during the hard times too. He sees you at your worst, and he still loves you through it. And so, these four friends had so much faith that Jesus would and could heal their friend that they climbed onto the roof and made the hole. This is the kind of faith that we need to live by in our everyday life. It's having faith so, so strong that we could literally do that. Like we would have faith that, hey, we need to see Jesus so bad that like, we have faith that he can heal our friend who's paralyzed. And like there was crowds of people there who saw this. Even the Pharisees and the teachers. Okay? So their deeds showed how much faith they had in Jesus Christ. We see that in Abraham. He was going to sacrifice his son Isaac. Do you think he questioned it? I don't think he did. I don't think he told his wife though because that would have that would have been a conversation. Okay? Um, but he, God called Abraham to sacrifice his son Isaac and yet he said, okay Lord. Like he, God promised him one, like he, he said, I'm going to give you a son one day. And then God turns around and is like, nah. Go ahead and sacrifice him for him. Like, I don't know if I, like, I don't know how I react in that situation. I really don't. Because that, that's called, Abraham had that faith, you know. And so, um, sorry, I got lost for a second. Uh, friends like those are the people you should hang around. Friends should build you up every single day, especially during the storms you're going to face in your life. Your church family should build you up even though you're going through hard times. That's why one thing in my youth that I emphasize so much is community and building each other up. And I know Sometimes you get mad at somebody, like your friends or your family. But at the end of the day, those are the people who love you most. And those are the people who are going to push you the hardest in your life to do the things that you're called to do that God has for you. And so, um, you will face a lot of storms. It's going to be difficult, but you have to keep strong faith in Jesus and the plan that he has for you. And a lot of times, this isn't our plan. It's God's plan. We're just living in it. But we have to accept what God has for us. And I have many friends who they knew what they wanted to do, what they wanted to do, 
But they're doing something completely different because God called them into that. And that's just how it is. Because God works in miraculous ways in the way of what you're called into. No matter if that's in the ministry, no matter if that's into engineering, no matter if that's into playing a sport, you can be a light of Jesus in anywhere you go, anywhere you work. Okay? And so, verse 20, when Jesus saw their faith, he said, friend, your sins are forgiven. Jesus said he saw their faith. Key word there, saw. By their deeds, he saw their faith. By what they did. Okay? Verse 21, the Pharisees and the teachers of the law began thinking to themselves, Who is this fellow who speaks blasphemy? Who can forgive but God alone? Jesus knew what they were thinking and asked, why are you thinking these things in your hearts? Which is easier to say, you, your sins are forgiven, or to say, get up and walk. But I want you to know the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. Okay? So, imagine being, like, put yourself in the Pharisee situation. Imagine thinking that right there. It's like, hey, you can't forgive somebody. Only God can do that. He's like, hey, stop thinking that. Like, I would have been like, what? Like, how did he know I was thinking that? But he did, and he called him out on it. He was like, why are you thinking these things? The Son of Man has authority on earth. Okay? And so, verse 25, Immediately he stood up in front of them, took what he had been lying on, and went home praising God. Everyone was amazed and gave praise to God. They were filled with awe and said, We have seen remarkable things today. This is an excellent example of how good and gracious God is. See, God, Jesus, when he lived on earth, he had the perfect balance of grace and truth. He, like, you know the story of him going into the temple when they made it into a marketplace. Jesus flipped the table. He was mad. They were abusing the holy place that was made to worship God, and he got mad. But he did it like he got, it was righteous anger. It wasn't the anger that we have a lot of times like, hey, he called me something like, or they did this to me and we get angry about it. He legit had a reason to be mad because his father in heaven was being like, it was like a joke to them. They were literally abusing the space that they had to sell for their own good, selfish reasons. Yet, Jesus always lived with a perfect balance of grace and truth. And he does that with us. He tells us in Scripture, he says, Hey, this is what you were to live by, but guess what? I know it's hard. I was tempted in the same ways you are. You were on this earth. But he still lived a perfect life. He was tempted by the devil three times in the wilderness. But he stood strong in his faith to God and his mission on earth. And our mission on earth is to go spread the gospel and I talked a little bit about that Wednesday night. It's like everybody here has a comfort zone. Okay? And I've said this to my youth so many times. Y'all are going to hear it again. But everybody has a comfort zone that we do like to stay in. But sharing the gospel, doing things that you're called to do, that can be an uncomfortable step out of your zone. And you may be uncomfortable in that moment. And then you're stepping back. Oh, I want to I sit at home, watch Netflix, in my PJs. That's my comfort zone. But sometimes you've got to step out, and the more you step out into those uncomfortable zones, the more they become a comfort zone for you. 
the more you spread the gospel, the more you share your story, your testimony with people, the more you love on people, the more it becomes a normal in your life, the more that the light of Jesus shines through you. And that's... If, if you have Jesus in your heart and you're living for Him, it should show. Because everything Jesus is good. And yes, we are sinners. We are going to mess up. We're going to make mistakes. Everybody is. We can never live a perfect life. Only Jesus can. But He does say, no matter what, I'm going to be there with you, right by your side, through everything. And we have to make that decision. And like, that's what I tell my youth all the time is I can't make the decision for you. Your parents can't make the decision for you. Your grandparents, your pastor, nobody can. Only you can feel the heart change in your heart. You have to make that decision. I can't make it for you. We can't save people. We can plant seeds. And God waters that seed and grows into something miraculous and beautiful. But we can't do that. And I want to end with this verse right here. And that's going to be Psalms 139, verses 14. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that very well. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. No matter what, no matter what insecurities anxiety, anything like that, you are to know that you were created in such a beautiful way because God created you that way. He loves you even if you don't choose to love Him back. All the people of the world who are running from God right now, He loves them just as much as He loves me. Even, And that's, that's it. Because His love is so great and so huge that no matter what he's going to love you through everything that you go through through every mistake that you make through every mistake that you will make that's why he came and went through what he did and shed his blood for us to let that grace wash over us in our lives and so I'm going to pray for us okay let's pray dear heavenly Lord I just come to you right now Lord and I just uh, pray uh, that we just have a wonderful week, that we go out and spread the gospel like you called us to do in Matthew 28, Lord. And I pray that anyone, that if anyone in this room is going through something difficult, that they would find somebody and talk to them about it and not just keep it to themselves. And just give it to you, Lord, because your hand is over every situation and you are always working. Even when we don't see it, you are still working in that situation. And I pray that uh, we just go out and get out of our comfort zone this week. That we go and spread the gospel with someone random that we meet. Maybe we're standing in line at the grocery store. Maybe we're at school. Maybe we're um, just out and about shopping. And we just see somebody and that you would just lay it on our hearts to just go and be like, Hey, how can I pray for you? Hey, how, how, how can I uh, spread the gospel with this person Maybe I can share that, my story with them and maybe that could help them and like plant that seed and allow you to work in that, that person's life, Lord. And I pray that in your name. Amen. Won't you stand with us as we sing our closing song?
who you say I am.
Thank you, Bryce. And thank you all for pouring your life into Bryce. Appreciate that very much. One thing I neglected to mention to you was the annual bonfire hayride shootout blowout that we have at our place every year. And it will be Friday, October 27th, which is two weeks from this past Friday. And you can holler at Charlotte or ask her in person, whatever you want to do on stuff you can bring. And uh, I'd like to welcome each of you. It's always a good time. And uh, those of you maybe who've never been, uh, want to send a special welcome to you. I'll, uh, I'll show you that pool pump that the Lord gave to us if you want me to. <laughs> Let's pray and uh, trust y'all have a good week. Thank you, Lord, for this morning and, and being with us. Pray your blessings on our coming week, and we thank you. Amen.